Alright, so, um, can you tell me something I really didn't need to know? Hey, Mom, tell me something I didn't need to know. So how about let's learn something we really don't need to know. And we meet again, Hannah. Dun, dun, dun. That wasn't very scary. It wasn't meant to be. It was oh. suspenseful. Suspenseful? Suspenseful. Ooh, I'm at a loss for words. Okay. Well, everyone, welcome to... Tell me something I didn't need to know. I'm Hannah Green. And I am Mary Swartz. We are your hostesses with the mostesses with amazing coffee in our cups today. Oh my God. And occasionally we have really amazing personalities. And we bring some amazing stories to the table. Some amazing facts, some amazing tidbits. Yeah, hopefully. Amazing cookies. Oh, oh yeah, today we have amazing cookies. <sighs> Anna stopped at the only cannoli for us today. Apparently she knew that neither one of us had eaten. And you know, we have cookies, we have cheesecake, we have a lemon Mars Capone mm. cake. Yeah. Because the only cannoli spoils us a little. Oh, they're, they are good. Oh, they they're are very good. good, and the women there are wonderful people. Yeah, I've only been there the once. Oh, But they goodness. were really super nice. Yeah, they're great. Really super nice. Uh, thank you for everybody who is spending part of their day with us. We appreciate your time. We appreciate you. Yes. We appreciate your ideas. Yeah, if you have ideas, uh, stories you'd like to have us cover, interesting things that you've come across, uh, a story of your own that you would like us to share with the world. Yeah. Reach out. Let us know. You can email us. You can message us on Facebook, Twitter, etc. Yeah. We love it. Keep them we coming. Do. Some of our best stories come from you guys. Yes, they do. Um, hey. So if you are not familiar with it, we do another podcast called Murder, Mischief, and Moscato. Um, and it just got done doing a two-part story, The Great Con Man, which was a really awesome, awesome story that Hannah did for us. I'm glad that you enjoyed that. Yes. It is. For those of you who are like, oh, crime. Murder, eh, it, it's not always gory. We covered the whole gamut. Oh, Ridiculous yeah. and silly to serious and sad. Um, you know, everything from murder to cults to bank robbery to what the fuck is wrong with these people kind of crimes. Yep. Locked so. room mysteries. We've done stuff from around the world. We've done stuff from our hometown. We've done stuff from the 1800s. We cover everything it's not just true crime and we very seldom cover the big stuff very is, very seldom it is always a true crime of some sort it's just not always a it's we try not to to do a lot of the deep dark gory murders we do do murders but more of the interesting weird stuff yeah we try to bring some different kind of stuff to the table all the time and we try to keep the victims names out there absolutely so Speaking of victims, the victim in my cup today Ooh. is a caramel macchiato with a salted caramel Kahlua in it. And I was going to say a dash, but it's not. I was heavy handed. It's not quite a dash. Your dashes are long. It was a very long dash. That's and okay. It's quite lovely. We topped it off with some whipped cream. Mm. It is so nice. And it is perfect on a chilly fall day like today. Oh, yeah, it is. I can't okay. believe that we are already at the end of November. Yeah. Yeah, we are. The end of November. Yeah. 
Christmas is like less than a month away. I'm ready. I'm ready and wrapped. I'm not wrapped yet. I am almost ready. I probably should find a couple stockings things for my husband. And I'm glad he doesn't listen to this podcast because then he'd know that I'm the one that fills his stocking and not Santa. Wow. Yeah, he still believes in Santa. Me too. Me too. Because I fill my kids' stockings and then I get up in the morning and my stocking has mysteriously, magically been filled. That's awesome. I know. I love it. Alrighty. Um, unusual fact for the week. Ooh, I've got one. You ready? Okay. Alfred Hitchcock. Yes. Ooh, I was talking about him just the other day. All right. He was afraid of eggs. Oh my God. I did not know that. I can picture him with his little TV show that he used mm-hmm. to do. And he actually explained this in an interview in 1963. And his words were, I'm frightened of eggs. Worse than frightened. They revolt me. That white round thing without any holes. And when you break it inside, there's that yellow thing round without any holes. Blood is jolly, red, but egg yolk is yellow, revolting, and I have never tasted it. Wow. Okay. Yes. The master of suspense. Scared of eggs? Scared of eggs. Oh, wow. Okay. Let's go to Nebraska after we leave Elfie. We're going to Nebraska. Ooh, Nebraska. All right. Yes. What's in Nebraska? Are you aware of what their state slogan is? Isn't it the Cornhuskers state or something? I don't know. No, what? I don't know. Their state slogan. Oh, no, I, I guess not. Nebraska. Honestly, it's not for everyone. Well, neither are we, but we like to pretend we are anyway. That's right. I just found that amusing. Uh, wow. That's a pretty damn honest uh, state slogan. Yeah. What's Michigan state slogan? I'd be damned if I know. Something about look around. I can't remember. I used to know it. Anyway. I don't know. All right. I don't even know where my phone is at this point in time to look it up. (coughs) Hmm. Well, let me see. Michigan State slogan. If you see a pleasant peninsula, look about you. Oh, sorry. If you seek a pleasant peninsula, look about you. I like Nebraska's better. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's just honest, blunt, and to the point. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah. I thought so. All right. Okay. All right. Han Solo might be a hunk. Some people would call Han Solo a hunk. But Pan Solo... Is a hunk of bread. That's what a bakery in the San Francisco Bay Area has dubbed its six-foot bread sculpture of the Star Wars character as he appeared after being frozen in carbonite in The Empire Strikes Back. Oh my god. Hannah Lee Pervan and her mother, Catherine Pervan, who are co-owners of One House Bakery in Benicia, Benicia, California, spent weeks molding, baking, and assembling the life-size sculpture using wood and two types of dough, including a type of yeastless dough that has a higher sugar content that will last longer. The two worked at night after the the day's business was done and they had locked the business, so they definitely put in some really long days. The lovingly crafted details show Han Solo's anguished face and his hands straining to reach out. Now, Hanalee said she might have gotten just a bit obsessed with just getting, you know, getting the lips just right. Creating Pan Solo was particularly meaningful because Hanalee contracted COVID-19 in January of 2021, and she lost much of her senses of smell and taste. I cannot even imagine working in a bakery and not having those senses to tell you if something is right or wrong, honestly. Yeah. 
So Pan Solo is now on display outside of the bakery, located about a half hour's drive north of San Francisco. Pan Solo is the bakery's entry in the annual Downtown Benicia Main Street Scarecrow Contest. They do that for the fall. The public gets to vote on their favorites from among more than two dozen creations that are entered by local businesses. Wow. Now, the Provence, who are big science fiction and fantasy fans, um, in 2020, their creation featured the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda. Aw, he has a, his name is Gru or something. Gru, Grug? Grog? I honestly don't know. I don't know anything about any of that stuff. Larry would know, but he's, he's not here. Yeah, where is he? He's sleeping. Oh. I thought which you is, were like, I which is where he should be. That's why I was like, what? Oh, it's, it's the third it's, shifter. It's it's Gragu. Okay. I may have said that wrong, but yeah. Yes, he is often referred to as Baby Yoda. All right. Any more tidbits? Uh, No, I don't okay. have a tidbit right. for this episode. All right. That's okay. Can I? Oh, yes, I do. Hang on. I lied. I forgot that I did have don't a tidbit. Don't lie. It's naughty to lie. Oh, now you tell me. I've been doing it so long. <laughs> All right. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Okay. Hang on. I have to wait for it to load. Come on. There we go. In Massachusetts. Yes. When you have a baby, there are 11 names you are not allowed to use because they are illegal. Okay. Now, there's different reasons for each one. And hopefully no one actually would consider naming their children any of these. However, it's not just Massachusetts. There are some of them that... Are illegal in any state in the country. Okay. All right. Are you going to tell us what they are, or you're not allowed to say them out loud? I, I'm going to tell you. Okay. So one of them is king. You may not name your child king. Oh. You may not name your child queen. You may not name your child Jesus Christ. You would never forget the name of your child. You may not name your child I-I-I, and there isn't a reason for this one. Okay. Other numbers are okay, but not that number. So you name your child 5, 7, 13, but you cannot name it I, 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 as in 3. You may not name your child Santa Claus. You may not name your child anything that has odd, like, letters and then, or, yeah, letters and then, like, odd symbols to represent a swear word. Uh, Oh, okay. Uh Uh-huh. It is against the law to name your child Adolf Hitler, Messiah, 1069, um, the explanation is, look it up in the Urban Dictionary. So we can go 1068? Yes. Plus Ten, one. I'm going to say 1068 plus one. You can name your child 1070 minus one. All right. That's if we have twins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you may not name your child Majesty. Yeah. So there you go. Crazy. Crazy. And I'm sure there are probably other illegal baby names, but... Um, from around the world, but uh, who would have ever thought a baby name would be illegal? Not me. For example, a judge in France ruled that you are not allowed to name your child Nutella because it would make the child the target of derision. So there are there are all kinds of uh, names that, things that you are not allowed to name your child. Well, depends on where you live. Probably a good thing we're past the child naming age. Doesn't say you can't name your cat that, That's or your right. dog, your goldfish. Chicken. Okay. Speaking of chickens, you like those chicken things I've sent you? Oh, good God. I totally accessorize. Guess what's coming for Christmas? Okay. A chicken. 
I have <laughs> I have a mission for our listeners. Oh no. This is a sincere and honest mission. I need our listeners to send us. You can email them, you can Facebook them, you can Twitter DM them to us. I need ridiculous turkey memes. Oh my gosh. Whether it is a Thanksgiving frozen, we're cooking it turkey, or a live turkey, I do not care, but I need ridiculous turkey memes. I am on a mission. This isn't payback, is it? Not to you. Okay. Better not be. I'm going to torture a coworker. Okay. I will help you with that. So, Wait, is it the bitch? No, it's oh. not the bitch, but I do have a message from the bitch. Oh. <laughs> What does she have to say? <laughs> so this is, she was listening to the other podcast. And this was uh, two days after my birthday. Happy belated birthday, sweetness. Just started listening to your most recent podcast with your lovely and hilarious sister who did, in fact, let the cat out of the bag. And a great episode. I loved it. <laughs> so I just want you to know that we do listen. I do share your messages. And... um and yeah, we do love to hear from our listeners. No, I will actually, I, I will show Mary the beginning of the chicken, or of the turkey torture. This is only part of them. You have boxes of turkeys. Um, I still have like 15 turkeys from last year, and that's with the deli cooking two of them a week. I had 26 turkeys this week. Nice. Good job. The deli manager, mm -hmm. he is not real happy. Every time I say the word turkey to him, he loses it. So now I am spamming him with turkey memes. I will help you with that. <clears throat> so bring them on, listeners. We want your turkey memes. All right. Ready for a story? Yes. Okay. I don't believe there's any turkeys involved in my story. However, oh, you're going to have to pick a different story. Then. It is called Animal Farm. Oh. <laughs> you I hated that book. I don't remember the book. I, I think actually, I hated the book more because of the teacher than the book itself. Probably. We recently finished that time of the year. The time where we are all sick to death of the political ads, the mm -hmm. political signs, everyone having a political point of view and few having the argument to back up their opinion. The time of he said, she said. The time of opponent bashing. And finally, the time when the elections are over and half the country's happy and the other half says we're on our way to hell. Thank God it's over. Oh, wait, don't forget, don't forget, you, you forgot the part that says, I'm leaving this country. Adios, don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we don't usually talk about politics. No, we don't. But I do have to tell you something. The most ridiculous political ad slash argument I heard about against anything this year was the one against a proposal that was like less than two paragraphs long, and the argument against it was... It's confusing. Vote no. Well, I guess if you can't read, it's confusing. <laughs> anyway, thank God that time of the year is over. Amen. We can, and we should do better. We are smarter than that. But few seem to realize that or even have an idea of where to begin. Can't we all just get along? Apparently not. So today, today my story is about politics. Ugh. Mary. Or maybe... About not politics. Oh, thank God. Today, I would like to bring to the forefront some of the smartest candidates to ever run and win political office. 
gonna say if we're doing politics i'm gonna need another drink one for each hand the kind of pol candidates that we can all agree on you didn't even know that such a thing existed did you well hang out of your red and blue hats your elephants and your donkeys ladies and gentlemen let the show begin oh my why do i feel like we're going to the circus <laughs> in 1922 the people in fortaleza a mid-sized coastal city in brazil were slightly disillusioned by politicians and they decided to change the situation by electing a goat they wanted more de democracy and less misinformation more representation and less tyranny now yo-yo the goat arrived in town with a family who was escaping the drought out in the countryside and to survive the family actually sold him to a leather factory near the beach wow that's kind of awful luckily the factory's employees quickly learned to love yo-yo and he earned the position of <coughs> company mascot now the goat would wander between the beach during the day and the town square at night and the people of the town they're the ones that baptized him as yo-yo oh now soon after the authors of some political satire pamphlets got together in the square and they said we should uh we should elect yo-yo as our president as a politician as our mayor and the joke became a reality when the council election came along the election was held and yo-yo won by landslide elegant joyful and quite the prankster yo-yo the goat wandered around the town square in which he was elected as counselor of the town i don't know how long yo-yo served but after his death he was preserved through taxidermy and he still stands in the museum of the town today a hundred years later even today the town of fortaleza has a celebration every may to commemorate the election of the goat in 1922. wow on september 13th of 1938 boston curtis won this post of republican precinct committee man for milton washington by virtue of 51 votes cast for him in the state primary election so all 51 members voted for him and no one voted against wow boston boston curtis ran no election campaign nor did he offer any platform he was standing on in september of 38 was he a goldfish he couldn't stand <laughs> oh no he had feet oh okay. he definitely had feet republican party members in the small town of milton assembled for their monthly meeting on the agenda was the election of a committee man to represent them at county level only one written nomination was tabled from a mr boston curtis with no other candidates put forward he was elected despite the voters not knowing who or what he was oh my god boston's nominator mayor kenneth simmons later told the press that he nominated the mule as a prank <laughs> not expecting him to be elected he had led boston himself to the courthouse and he had helped Boston sign the nomination form with his hoofprint. And he, the mayor, had signed as a witness, seconding Boston's nomination. The article on page 29 of the Spokane Review read, Boston Curtis, a mule, has been elected as Republican committee man in the town of Milton, Washington. And this was accompanied by a picture of the proud nominee. The mayor later stated that it was a pretty mean trick to play on a mule, getting him into politics that way and making a fool of him. But at least Boston Curtis can congratulate himself on being no more of a donkey than the 51 Republicans who voted for him without taking the trouble to find out what he was. Now, Mayor Simmons simultaneously served not only as the mayor, but the chief of the fire department and the head of the police force. He was also known in the town for his nickname of Ketchup. 
He was quite the prankster. I mean, like I read a bunch of his stuff and he had fun. That's kind of hilarious. <clears throat> Picosa, Ecuador, July 1967. Picosa is a relatively small village near Ecuador's Pacific coast. I feel like a lot of times this stuff happens in small towns. Yes. It's the site of an archaeological treasure, a settlement that dates back before the time of Christopher Columbus. Oh my gosh. It's also rather a poor area where clean drinking water, sewer systems, and telephone service are inadequate at best. The most popular slogan for the election of mayor that year was vote for any candidate. But if you want well-being and hygiene, vote for Pulvapis. Now, on the eve of the election, the company distributed a leaflet the same size and color as official voting papers, saying for mayor, Honorable Pulvapis. And when the votes were counted, the coastal town of Picosa had elected Pulvapis mayor. And voters in other municipalities had marked their ballots for it. Now, Pulvapis won the election by a landslide, and it had only been a write-in candidate. Hmm. The only problem being was that Pulvapis was a foot powder produced by a pharmaceutical company. And dozens of defeated candidates were threatening to sue the company over the election. That's absolutely hilarious. This election goes to show that people will vote for the ridiculous option when all of their other non-ridiculous options appear to be very undesirable. <laughs> people, when given the option to vote for what they believe in, will make all kinds of decisions, including voting for inanimate objects if they do not feel anyone else on the state on the slate represents their wants and needs. Lajitas, Texas, 1986. Bill Ivey wanted to unseat the mayor, Tommy Steele. Tommy was elected mayor in 85 after the death of the previous mayor. No news is really known on how the previous mayor died. I just threw that in, in case you were getting suspicious. Ivey said that the circumstances of Steele's elections were questionable. He said that Steele only got elected because he promised the, the town snow moving equipment if he got elected. We're in Texas. Don't think they need snow moving equipment very often, but that's apparently how he got elected. I'm just wondering, where were they going to move the snow from? Or to. I, I'm just telling the story. It's not even these, which one's not true. These are all true. The election in 1986 had four candidates. The incumbent mayor, Tommy Steele, who owned a construction company. A goat named Clay Henry, who had a reputation for drinking a lot of beer. <laughs> a dog a dog named Buster, who was... <laughs> It's better. I'm really having a hard time with this. <laughs> a dog named Buster, who was rumored to be dead when he was put on the ballot. Was Wally the emotional support alligator on there, too? No, but we did have a wooden Indian from the trading post who didn't have a name. Oh, my God. <laughs> I want to know who speaks for the Indian. Smoke signals. <laughs> oh, holy shit. Clay Buster won the election easily. His slogan? You just have to give a darn. Clay was mayor for 23 years when he was murdered. Oh, my God. By a romantic rival. What? <laughs> what? Apparently. <laughs> I think you made this whole fucking thing up. What day is it? I think it's April Fool's Day. I think you made this whole damn thing up to get back at me. <laughs> this is all true. Oh, my God. This is the most ridiculous shit ever <laughs> and i look up and there is a massive huge black crow literally just strolling down the middle of your street that's elfie talking to you <laughs> he's literally just strutting like 
Oh, my God. Okay. Clay was mayor for 23 years when he was murdered by a romantic rival. Apparently, the rival was Clay's son, and the two goats were both drunk. Afterwards, Clay was stuffed, and he is still on display today in the town. Clay's descendants have stepped in to fill the role since his death, and Clay Buster the Fourth is presently filling the mayoral duties. I would like to know what the crime rate is in a town. How about the clean drinking water? <clears throat> they got beer. Taxes. I will bet you the beer is plentiful. I just, I just have questions. How is this working out for these com- these these places that elect an animal? Does this work out well? Twenty three years. The first one served. He ended up been doing a damn good job. Here's the thing. I feel like it could not possibly <clears throat> be worse than some of the people that, like the humans that run offices. I totally agree with you. I told. That's why I started my story the way I did. Here's some candidates we can all agree on. Oh, I don't think everybody would agree, but, you know. I'm sure. I'm sure. All right, you ready to move on? Yes. Because we're not done. Of course we're not. 1981. Sunnel, California. Bosco beat out two human candidates for mayor, and he served the town faithfully until his death in 1994. Bosco was a black Labrador retriever, and he was Rottweiler breed, mixed breed, and that was not his only claim to fame. He also appeared with his owner, Tom Stillman, as a contestant on the game show Third Degree, where panelists try to guess the um, contestant's occupation. Oh. They did not guess Bosco's occupation. Wow. Bosco took his job and his duties seriously, hanging out in front of the local bar, mooching treats from friends and visitors alike. And if bar patrons were a little... Had a little tipsy, a little too much to drink. Bosco was known to accompany each on a sobering stroll along the railroad tracks. He led the annual Halloween parade and could often be seen at Sunol events and social gatherings in his formal tuxedo. Aww. Now, a restaurant calling itself Bosco's Bones and Brew opened in 1999, featuring a specially engineered Bosco-like stuffed dead dog behind the bar. Oh, God. The bartender lifts the dog's left rear leg. To draw a pint of beer. Oh, God. <laughs> no. Oh, God. <clears throat> Moving on? Yes. 2014. In the small village of Cormorant, Cor- Minnesota, Duke the dog was elected mayor. Now, Cormorant is about 216 miles away from Minneapolis, and the little village has a population of over 1,000 residents. Duke ran for mayor a total of four times and was elected all four times with a majority of the votes. All right, let's be honest. He got all the votes except for one time he didn't get one. Other than that, he got all the votes. He came from very humble beginnings as a mere farm dog, and he worked his way up the political ladder to serve the people of his county faithfully all four terms. The residents of the village felt things were smoothly run under Duke. They also felt the atmosphere of the, the village was better the only issue they ever had with duke being mayor was that he liked to lay in the middle of the street and the residents were concerned he would get run over duke chose not to run for a fifth term due to health concerns and he passed away in his sleep about six months after he stepped away from office wow and last but definitely not least you know we got to bring it home in michigan oh dear god (laughs) in 2021 in omina omina michigan Oh, I've been there. Oh, and we drink alcohol from there on a regular basis. Is that the farm place? It is. Farm Fresh? Yes. Omina is a small community up in Leelanau County. 
It is home to wineries and farms, including a thriving organic farming community, which includes cherries and hops. Yes. The area has several wineries featuring some of the region's cherry and grape crop, for which the Grand Traverse and Leelanau areas are very well known. Yeah. Now, although this is a very small place, Pomina is known for their mayoral elections, which apparently you didn't catch wind of. No, no, I didn't. The citizens of Omina, Michigan, practiced triennial elections for a non-human mayor held by the Omina Historical Society. Now, the current mayor is Rosie Dish, a golden mixed-breed dog, um, and she was elected in 2021. Now, the 2021 election raised $14,000 for the Omina Historical Society. Rosie will be in office for a three-year term. Previous mayors are Sweetheart the first feline mayor elected, Polly Loveless, a tripod dog, Maya Diebel, that was a dog who won the 2012 election, and Tucker Joyce, a golden retriever who won the election in 2009. Now, the interesting thing about this election in Omina, Michigan, is that while all of the critter candidates, and you can, anybody, anything, any, any animal can run for office there. Oh. All the critter candidates have to be from that community. However, anyone in the world can cast a ballot in person or online for their favorite candidate. And voters are encouraged to vote early and often with a $1 donation for each vote that goes towards the Amino Historical Society. That's kind of cool. Yes, I thought that was really cool. Personally, I don't care about your political opinions, and I rarely have conversations about mine. It is far too easy for people to get their hackles up over differing opinions. Oh, yeah. You do Those you. people are assholes. And I'll do me. And in this doggy dog world, we'll just let the animals do the talking. I have truly believed for a very long time that they are far smarter than we mere humans. And George Orwell might be proud to see that. Like it. I like it. Thanks. It was a fun story to write. It really was. You did a good job. Thanks. I'm sure there are way. Oh, there, there, oh, I'm there sure are there's more. just an immense amount. There are. There are. There are so many more. So, so many more. I tried to pick and choose from the ones that actually won their elections. Right. Not just ran and served their duties. I can't get over the dog. Mm. <laughs> the dead dog that was on the ballot? No. <laughs> no, the one that is now a mechanical stuffed dog in the bar. <laughs> Lifting his leg to pour drinks? Yes, yes. Oh, they're um, all good. They're all good. I, Wow, fantastic job. I loved it. All right. It was fun. Well, thank you to everyone who spent a little bit of their time with us today. Hell yes. We couldn't do this without you. Nor would we want to. Oh, we would. We would. We'd do it. We'd just entertain the shit out of each other. We, we'd do that anyway. I know. I know. But as always, we'll see you next week. We love you guys. Stay mischievous. Bye. We hear it. Tell me something I didn't need to know. Really appreciate the time you spent with us today. Hopefully you learned something unusual today. You can find us on Facebook at Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know or at tmsidntk at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at tmsidntk, which are the initials for the title. Suggestions, ideas, comments, corrections, send them our way. We take them all. If you enjoyed your short stop with us, please. Feel free to follow the podcast, leave us a rating and review. That lets us know how we're doing and helps others to find us. This podcast is hosted by a couple of sisters who research, write, and edit their own stories. All other editing and production is done by Mary Swartz, and the original artwork was created by Hannah Green.